0: Hey there, it's Craig from the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. We're rolling into episode 104, How to Get Recognized at Work. It's the opposite of what you think. In fact, the opposite even of the title. To get recognized, you don't want to overdo. You don't want to try too hard. Join me to find out what you should be doing if you truly want to get recognized at work. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansel. We are celebrating because we've hit 100 plus episodes, and today we have episode 104 How to Get Recognized at Work. In the intro, I talked about it being the opposite of what you think, in fact, even the opposite of the title, and that's partly true. Sometimes when you go overboard and you overdo, Trying to earn that extra credit can really harm you, or trying to get recognized just too hard can damage your reputation. If we take a pause and think back to when each of us were first hired, what was the reason for it? Sure, we needed jobs. Sure, we were interested in the position initially, but where are we each in our position now? How do we feel about the position? How do we feel about the company we're working for? How do we feel about our peers, our team members, and that of our management that we report to? Sometimes we get caught up in the day-to-day struggles and challenges of our jobs. And sometimes we forget to put what is most important forward. I'll give you an example. Email is one of the biggest complaints I get when I travel and talk to people that I mentor or coach. Email consumes our daily lives, and it can overtake us if we're not careful. How many times have you opened up your inbox to see a flurry of emails just from the last few hours, maybe overnight? It seems overwhelming. So the question then comes, is your primary job to open each and every email and address them on a daily basis? How well do you address those emails? how well are your responses taken? My point being that we can be overwhelmed in certain situations in our work environments, email being one of them, text another. It seems that one-on-one meetings and voice calls are becoming lesser and digital communication is becoming greater. Not that that's a bad thing, But it's about the content that's being transmitted back and forth that can really cause some confusion and can really put challenges in place when it comes to communicating clearly and understanding what was being requested of you, especially if you're the one that has to answer. Why am I talking about email so much in the beginning of this episode, how to get recognized at work? We have to stop and think back to when we were first hired. What was the main purpose of the position that we were hired for? If you're recently hired into your role, what is that position? And what did they expect out of you when you read the job description? Or if you went to some type of job training class, maybe some type of enrollment class? Stop back and think. I think we can get overwhelmed with administrative tasks Now, if that's your job, absolutely nothing wrong with that, and that's where you should focus your efforts and your time. But if email is just part of the daily grind, part of our daily job, we have to be cautious how much effort and time we put into it. So stop for a moment and think, how much does email or texting for work consume your day? Are you always overwhelmed by the amount? Do you feel that you can never respond quickly enough? or in a great enough quantity to make a dent in that pile. There's things that can be done about that, but besides that, it's really a question of, are you applying the right amount of attention and the right amount of detail to the specific tasks that are important to your job? In order to get recognized at your work, I suggest you need to give back first, meaning make sure that you're making a solid contribution. This contribution could be with your peers and your team. It could be what's important to your management, to your company as an overall goal, a vision, or mission. Or it could be, how does the overall end customer experience rate your company? What roles do you play in touching a product or service, making a final product or service for that end customer, that paying customer? Point being, if email and or texting is overwhelming you, it may not be contributing value to the end game. So yes, you need to evaluate what your position is about and what truly is a value that when you produce something, that contribution I'm talking about. From there then, you could possibly talk to your peers, your team, or even meet with your manager briefly just to make sure you're on track and contributing in the right areas. Now, if you're worn down, and we've all been there and done that, there's time where you just have to take a break throughout your day, throughout your week, a few, some time off, a few hours off, and recharge. But looking to get recognized is an external thing for your contributions. But don't forget, your, being recognized at work also comes from your internal energy, your zest, your, your interest in life, how passionately you do things. So while you're solving functional things like email and texting, which we'll talk a little bit bit about more at the end of the show, you need to focus on yourself having the right amount of energy, the right amount of zest and focus in life and at work. There was a book I read over my years, and it referenced being a red rhino. Obviously, there's no such thing, and that's the whole point of the book. But after I read the book, it was about changing your internal drive, your internal belief system. And the book, the book, if I recall correctly, said that if you read through this book and followed through waking up every morning, and one of the first things you do is to wake up, walk into that mirror, walk up to that mirror and say, I'm so-and-so, I'm a red rhino, and I'm going to achieve this today. If you did that with that consistency, I think it was for at least 30 days, you would eventually believe in yourself more, have greater attention to detail, greater attention to your surroundings, and a greater confidence. Now, truth be told, I finished that book, and I was looking for some significant results in about 30 days. And that was actually, I was interested in a promotion in a specific role. Within those 30 days, it did not happen, okay? Not exactly the way the book predicted, But I think it was within 90 days that something did happen. You see, within my first 30 days of using that book, I had made a request showing interest in applying for a promotion and explaining my background and reasons why. My company at the time said that I simply wasn't ready, and that broke my heart, honestly. I had done what I thought was necessary. I felt I was making a solid contribution. I had this book that gave me ideas how to present myself more effectively, more efficiently, excuse me, more confidently. And it didn't happen. Not exactly within the first 30 days, but it happened between 90 days and six months. So the moral of the story for me was that I did Start making changes internally, and those changes were being recognized on the outside. My energy, my drive, my focus. Now, whether you believe in a story like that, The Red Rhino, or you pick something else, there are plenty of leadership and internal growth, internal support books out there, along with several of my episodes that talk about taking care of yourself, fueling your body correctly, treating yourself so that you know how to treat others correctly and work correctly at your job. How to get recognized at work is really about how you perceive yourself and the effort you put forward to make a solid contribution. The big thing about this, though, is if you do make an ask or you do make a suggestion that you're interested in improving your leadership level at work, possibly for a promotion or a pay increase, you may get turned down initially. You may not have your story completely aligned with your work activities or your work products or services. That can lead to frustration. And in that frustration, it can really shut you down emotionally, mentally, physically. Try not to let that frustration take a toll on you. Realize it was one attempt, perhaps your first. Just because your request got shut down doesn't mean you failed indefinitely. Talk to your peers if you're comfortable, your team members. See what they're saying and doing. See what they say and think of you. If they have any um, negative criticism, Okay. Hey, the point about it, you might think I'm not doing my job well, or there's an area I'm lacking. That's fine. But make it productive. When you give me criticism, I need to have some feedback on how I can improve. Don't just berate someone or tear them down. Hey, Craig, I noticed when we're in teams, you're typically on your phone and you don't seem engaged in the conversation. Okay. If I step back and look at that, and that happens to be true, it might just be worth the 3P moment. Powerfully placed pauses. Just kind of press your lips together, don't speak, and absorb what they said. Process it. It might give you time to react more professionally. You know what? I appreciate that. I do recall being on my phone in the last meeting or two, and I'll make a better effort to focus more when people are speaking. So that is a simple example about having a conversation with your peers or your team members and getting a little bit of a, uh, you know, coworker evaluation. If you're still looking to get recognized, and that includes being in, moving into leadership, you have to be careful if you compare yourself to management. You don't necessarily know how long certain members of your company have been in management, their background, their experience, where they came from prior to being in your company. I know over the years, I've fallen into that trap and said, I can do that job. What's so hard about it? I can do that role. They only have three team members. They only have six team members. What's the big deal? There are different visions of how those managers work. The view you see, the view I see, and then the view and the roles and responsibilities that manager physically has to take on. So before you consider challenging someone in your head about being in a management role, you might want to inquire about it. Learn more so that you then can show that you're interested along the way of inquiring you are slowly going to be recognized for your interest in a new role, interest in a position. And that can help you slowly be adding value truly to your group, your team, your manager, your company, and the bottom line, the end customer. So remember, what may be important to you may not be so important to others in those categories I just mentioned. Step back for a minute, do a self-check, and think about What is truly important to this company? What is truly important to my peers, my team members? How about my management? What do they see as metrics or reporting responsibilities? What does our manager need from me? How about after that? What about his or her manager? Overall, the company, again, the vision or mission statement. What does your company represent? What does your company's motto what are this what's the slogan what are you there for what are they producing what are they servicing what are they offering all that eventually leads to an end customer an end paying customer so we all need to do things that are positive contributions to the end game the end state if we don't have that in mind and we get caught up in unfortunate administrative tasks like i mentioned email for example or texting. While it's a real world situation we have to deal with, we have to wonder by answering this email, by answering this text or engaging, continuing the conversation, what value am I bringing? Now, if you feel that email and text are part of your daily job, your your tasks, not a problem whatsoever. But I guess I'm just asking you using those two examples. Think about your day-to-day activities and how many interruptions you have and what effort you put forth. What's the largest chunk of time if we valued your time from 8 to 5, let's say, and you know, I'll say just an hour for lunch, so you have eight hours. If you have eight hours to work and an hour for lunch, and you work in 8 to 5, what is the greatest percentage of your time being used for? Once you start to look at that and recognize that, maybe you take some notes at the side of your desk. Once you recognize that, you can then say, okay, here's where I spend 70% of my time, 20 here, five here, five here, things of that nature. Then do a comparison. What is the goal of my position? What is the goal of our department? When I was hired, what was I tasked with? Do I have daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly reports? Is there some type of product or service that the company is expecting me to produce so that we're on track with production schedules or service schedules? So, again, whether you're in the office or out traveling doing service calls or customer service, where is your time, where's the majority of your time spent? When you start to realize you can be more productive in other areas or cut down on, let's say, administrative tasks, it will slowly allow you to be more confident and more comfortable at work to get recognized at work without trying to put your foot in the door, so to speak, and you know, get, get an extra word in edgewise. By improving your performance and making your performance about what your company stands for, you will slowly be able to get more recognized at work. And opportunities may actually come to you while you're seeking them out as well. You might be surprised when a few people mention your name for a promotion, for a leadership role, or something along those lines. I know I've mentioned a couple times about being overloaded by email and text. I'm not going to leave you hanging. On our website, craigannsell.com forward slash resources, that's C-R-A-I-G-A-N-C-E-L.com forward slash resources, I have a number of free downloads for you. Two specifically today that will really help you out. One is titled How to Fix Email Overload. There's some really great, easy-to-apply tips that can help you with email if you're overloaded personally or professionally. Also, in my Working Smarter, Not Harder section, I have a specific freebie you should download, Adding Value to Your Job. Your time is valuable, and you need to measure your success by managing your time and providing the best results you can to your position and your company. Remember, little changes yield big results. I'd like you to download both those freebies today. Again, that's craigansell.com forward slash resources. Finally, I want to apologize. I'm a little froggy today. Don't believe I'm sick. I just got hit overnight with sudden aggressive allergies. I'm working on it and hopefully can get it in control to get my voice back. Thank you for staying in to the end and listening to episode 104, How to Get Recognized at Work. I am your host, Craig Ansell, and this is the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. Don't forget to download your free resources. I look forward to talking to you next week. God bless.